listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned to the studio for episode 341. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you been getting into this week? Uh, this week, I got to see The the Whale, the new um, Brendan Fraser joint that everyone's been talking about. Okay, I'm definitely interested to hear your breakdown on that. Yeah, that shit was, that shit was actually pretty good. Um, I also saw... Uh, the new, the surprisingly, Taskmaster's new season came out already, so oh really? I got to see Disney um, Plus. Oh no, no, Taskmaster. I watch it on YouTube because it's um, it's a it's a UK show. Oh okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So YouTube is up. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought it was. If this is unrelated <coughs> to the MCU. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Don't, the Taskmaster show that I'm talking about is a British um, sketch comedy show. Gotcha. It's basically, it's not a sketch comedy show. It's basically like whose line is it anyway, except with physical tasks. Okay. I mean, I can see that as a vaguely sketch comedy esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only difference is there is no, there are no premises. You know, yeah, it's just no scene. Yeah, it's just like, hey, do this task and. Um, uh, they they pretty much have comedians just do a bunch of ridiculous shit and hilarity ensues. And then they have an in studio sec- session, a section where the um the taskmaster will judge the tasks that they did and assign them arbitrary points while uh, making jokes. I love arbitrary around. points. <laughs> as long as you know they're arbitrary. Like, listen, I'm giving these to you completely based on my whimsy. Yeah, like Taskmaster is very self-aware. Like one of the running jokes they do is they always talk shit about the prize, which is the taskmaster's head and like it's a it's like a shitty statue of the taskmaster's head and they oh, all wow. they always they always they're always shitting on it like every fucking the episode. The bust is probably trash. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What's really funny is um one of the so they do taskmaster starts with like um uh, fuck, I forgot what they call it, but it's like a, a challenge task or something like that, and it's something super silly. It was I think um qualifier? Br- no, nah, not really. It's just like bringing something that somebody would miss the most. Best okay. prize wins, <clears throat> and one of the one of the uh, this was like season five or six. One of the comedians had went to another comedian's house who had been on the show before and stolen her Taskmaster victory trophy. And I was just in her garage, and he was just like. So he's like, you keep my you keep my fucking uh, trophy in the garage. He was like, yeah, you know, that's how it is, bro. But it's it's all good fun. Taskmaster is really fun if you ever got some time to watch some British comedians make funny jokes uh, okay. on YouTube while doing just all kinds of random chicanery. Taskmaster, I like impromptu shit personally. I think that impromptu comedy uh, lands really well with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it does it does the trick. Taskmaster is really good for that, and I, uh, that that's why the um the uh, uh, the guests or the contestants are so well curated. Like Ashley B was on there, mm-hmm. um, like uh, tons of people. Like this is the first season where I don't think I've recognized anyone at all. Really? Okay. Excuse me. Usually, even if I don't recognize their face, 
or even if I don't recognize their name, I'll, I'll recognize a face or something because I tend to watch a lot of British um, uh, uh, panel shows. Okay. So that's pretty much the pool that they basically get comedians and or comedic actors to to do the tasks, and it's uh, it's good. What's re- what I find really really funny is um. Taskmaster apparently has 17 spinoffs in, in 17 different countries. Oh, wow. And America is the only Taskmaster that failed. Which one? America. Oh. It's the only one that lasted like one season and they were like, nobody. Wow. No, How, we don't though? Like this. Because I mean, they completely changed the formula. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I, I was, I was going to comment on how, like, that really shows, like, how great of a show Whose Line Is It Anyway was. Because it really, like, show. when you describe something as that, it sets it in a certain pedigree. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, <clears throat> this this is going to be interesting because, like, you never you never uh, describe a bad impromptu show as, like, you know, whose line is it anyway? Like, only good <laughs> ones get described that way. Facts, bro. So it's like, yeah, you know. It's, Facts. It, it, it says a lot about the original show that, that, that set that bar, you know? Yeah. But, it's it that that does surprise me that it failed out here. But once again, if you said that they changed the formula, then yeah, don't change the formula. Because <laughs> on YouTube, you know, if you let it autoplay, sometimes when like when last week's episode was finished, it started playing the Australian version, and that was like no transition necessary at all. I could just start watching that one, and it was it was more or less the same show, just in a different fucking country. I, I don't suggest sub- substituting <laughs> sugar for salt, <laughs> which is what they did. The American version, like. Uh, all the rest of the versions around, they're sort of like, there's sort of like this understanding, like, hey, we're all having fun here. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. th- this is all meaningless, and we're all doing this for entertainment. So they not only do they keep their comedy chops, but they also like don't take it too seriously. You need to keep whimsy. Like whimsy yes. is a huge part of these yes. shows. That's something Facts. that 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 whose line it uh, whose line is it anyway? Did with great effect. Is they yep. maintain the whimsy mm-hmm. between Wayne Brady and, yeah. and uh, I can't Ryan remember Styles, Colin Mockery. Yeah, they all had a whimsy to them yeah. that kept what they were doing, like no matter how vulgar or out of place <laughs> it was, it had a whimsy to it that kept the viewer laughing. That's yeah. super important for impromptu comedy, I think, in particular. Like, not all kinds of comedy, of course, you know, draw upon whimsy, but. That in particular, I think that particular you brand, bring it. I agree. Yeah, like the American one, I saw like, I saw just like a briefly like a portion of an episode, and it was similar. But one, they they cut it down to a half an hour. Taskmaster is an hour long show, and two, it was just it seemed like it was like oh let's make fun of let's be me, let's mean spiritedly mean spiritedly roast everyone that doesn't do well at the task. That doesn't sound whimsical. And it didn't it didn't land the same way at roasts all. Roasts are one thing. Don't get me wrong. Roasts have their place. But they, they do. They also they don't I don't think they have the broader appeal that like uh, uh impromptu stand up uh uh task type show like that would have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and- by changing the <clears throat> format from you know what we were just describing to something that seems more kind of like a stand-up versus heckler type of thing. Pretty much, I think that's that really, doesn't stand, because yeah. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, they 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 roast each other in um in uh the UK ones too. Like mm-hmm. a good example was uh there was this one task where they had to, it was a team task, and one team it was a team of three, and they had to pretty much do a bunch of stupid first of all the team half the team hands had to remain on their waist at all times and they i think they all had to be connected Where do you put somehow. your hands oh actually no they didn't <laughs> have to be connected but they chose to hold each other's waist so that that's that's how they'd get their the, mm-hmm. the that part of the task done 
and they had to get a bunch they had to, had to get a certain weight of sand inside a shopping cart trolley that was some distance away yeah these tasks are absurd <clears throat> they're absolutely ridiculous but then at the fucking this is the first time it's, this happened in the series they show you another section <clears throat> and one of the contestants on the team he was like all right your task is to sabotage the team task if the nah. team wins you lose if they suspect you of sabotaging the task you lose you know what i'm saying and he did such a great fucking job just pretty much Being playing a bumbling idiot yep. yeah just misinterpreting the rules and some shit uh, and when it came down to the end like Daryl O'Brien who was one of his teammates was like thank god that that came out because at the time I just thought he was a fucking idiot yeah yo I was just <laughs> I was like yo his teammates must have yo if he's putting on a good acting job yo. his teammates would have think yo this guy bro, is they the were biggest hot. fucking idiot ever they bro. were hot bro like they were just like yelling at him the whole time and he was just like no no but I, I think we gotta do it this way the rules say like and he was just being like super goofy about it but it's it's all for audience entertainment and Success. it was so good at the end. But it see, was that so doesn't good. sound mean spirited at all so good that sounds very as I said before, whimsical and fun. You, you know feel what me? I mean? Because, like, not because of what they're doing is so ridiculous. Feelings. Pretty much. And that seemed like, for the section of the American version that I saw, it seemed like they were just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bust this nigga down for, mm-hmm. for not mm-hmm. doing this random task with random rules, right, the first time, having never encountered it before. But, you know, that's interesting <clears> because um, I think that from the outside looking in, if you were to watch American media, you would absolutely get the impression that to be successful, you have to perpetrate some of kind of dick. suffering. Yeah, you know, you. I can understand why you would get that. The problem is, is that American me- American media, it, it's very manipulative, and so it's it, it it plays on our very natural inclination to pay attention to like tragedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're we're hyper vigilant humans. I always talk about this. Humans are hyper vigilant, so we pay more attention to things that are going to be dangerous to us than the things that are good for us because things that are good for us won't hurt us, but we need to stay away from the things that are dangerous for us. So we pay attention to that stuff. So if you flood our, our our media scene with those images, we'll pay attention to it. It doesn't mean we like it. You know what I mean? And American media makes no distinction there. Whereas, you know, other countries, they haven't gotten away from the idea of entertainment. You know what I mean? Whereas America doesn't... I don't think there's any entertainment in America. Everything in America that's produced is meant to be psychologically manipulative. <laughs> you know? And, that, and that's a shame. You know? And I, and, and I say that as an overgeneralization, you know, unironically. I know that there is still art created. And that that is to, to, to be lauded. But when it comes to, like, things that are made for mass production and that have million-dollar budgets, mm-hmm. in all likelihood, they probably are just meant to... To prey upon you, you know what I mean, to get your attention. The aiming for that ma- maximum mass appeal. Yeah, you know what I mean, <clears throat> and so um, and then that's not even like a a, a moral uh, judgment on those people. I mean, they they are incentivized to make a profit off of what they're doing, and that's why they're there. And they didn't hide that. You know what I mean? It's not like they ever lied to us and said like, no, I'm not here to make a profit. No, no, no we know that that's <laughs> what their primary goal is. If we didn't know back in the day, we definitely know now. So, especially like a good example of that is um, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Shazam. Unfor- mm-hmm. I just saw an article today that says Shazam is getting put on. That shit coming out digital tomorrow. It's getting pulled out of theaters less than a month after its release, and I was just like, damn. 
if that ain't money talks, bro, that's so real rough. quick. I want to sidebar to that. So, so, so there's been a lot of um, talk on the internet that that The Rock killed that by I heard by about that stonewalling them and saying that he wants to take the uh, uh, Black Adam in his direction, which I'm fifty fifty on that because I understand Same. that mm-hmm. I'm I understand that, and he has every right to, and that is what they do with these shows. It's like. It's not like they're a hundred percent faithful to the to the primary media, but at the same time, you're drawing upon something that has a history and that they were planning on doing something with to yeah. some degree, and so to stonewall and say, "I'm not doing anything," especially when they don't even have a Superman casted, <laughs> is like, bro, come on. I mean, at a- the time, his Superman was casted. And though. at this point, okay, you're right. They did have Henry Cavill at the time when he was um when he was doing that. Correct. So let me not um misrepresent the chronology of it. At the time, they did have a Superman, but oh, you know, um, for him to stonewall them, and now for us to see how poorly it's done. I do think that that is a at least a significant <laughs> contribution to what hurt that movie is the lack of tie-in to the other. Even not that Black Adam that did that sure. great to begin with, but that discontinuity mm-hmm. always hurts, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because if you're a comic book fan, the discontinuity, of course, just immediately makes cognitive dissonance. It's for weird. You. It's weird and, and jarring. And if you're a sure. fan. You don't realize that you are patron. You know what I mean? Like, if you like one and you, there's no continuity, you don't even realize that you're supposed to be following this thread. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. just a generally bad It's like a similar thing with um, uh, uh, Marvel and Venom, Spider-Man and Venom. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Same thing. I would, I would definitely say that there is a huge... Because... The tie-overs between Venom and, and the MCU are so minor that it's very easy for you to miss them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so but Venom it's missing out on all of that patronage that could come from the casual MCU fan. You know what I mean? That doesn't realize, like, oh, yeah, this is also part of it. Yeah. and it like, But, but like you were saying, the history that comes with it, like if without Spider-Man, there is no Venom. So there it's no absolutely Venom. weird to see a Venom movie in a universe without a Spider-Man. Doesn't make any sense. It's amazing. <laughs> That makes no sense without so, yeah. giving him a completely new origin I, I, story. Exactly. So I 100% get you where you were going with the Black Adam thing. So that so that's what the internet's been saying. And and so that's why I'm 50-50. Because I do want to respect his his right to make an original story out of these things that, that everyone else has been pillaging for for fan bases. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, he probably took this IP assuming that it might not be the best, but it does have a fan base. And if he brings, you know what I mean? If he brings a great movie to it, then it's it's a great launching point. Plus, it's one same, of the things that, like, uh, like, the fans were asking him for it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the fans were pitching that log before. I don't even know if he, he said anything publicly about it, but he started responding to fan postings and, and shit and, like that, and, being and, like, and ADC. I'm, and that's why I'm like, yo, dude, there's no compromise there where you say, well, okay, fine. I, I'm absolutely fighting Superman. That's happening, my genius. <laughs> but I can respect that there is a, a cinematic universe buildup to get there. And we can sit there and, and even utilize that foreshadowing as 
a a a, a prop up for the movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's no real loss in establishing yourself in universe properly and then moving on to your more creative storylines if that's absolutely what you want to do. Even if this is the first movie you want to put out as Black Adam. But to stonewall and then say that you're not going to cross over with Shazam? Come on, dude. And then, yeah. and then wh- why? Because you don't want to cameo his movie? <laughs> which, is, which is like, okay, that would have been very important. If Black, I think that Black Adam showing up in Shazam, maybe as a final act, Bruh. would have been a hugely, epic. hugely epic. epic, and would have been a huge, uh, a huge allure for the movie, and it would have been a great tie-in. It would have been universe building. It would have been. It, I think that that would have been the play. Yeah, I agree. But he eliminated that possibility for them by stonewalling, and that's where I'm like, man, I fuck with Dwayne Johnson heavy. Um. I just think that that might have been a that that's not the way I would have taken it. I can't talk about that man's business prowess because the man is a he's done it. He came from the gutter and made it. To the, you know what I mean? Like he's one of those ones who really did it from the yeah. ground all the way up. So I'm not going to question him, but I would have loved to see for the creative value of the DCU if he was more open to that. Yeah, I I mean the only thing I could think of is like maybe he thought like um, tonally. He wouldn't have worked in in um, Shazam universe. That's the only sort of legitimate yes, reason he was I can building, think of. But he had enough levity in his universe, and mm-hmm. I think that and what, what it was he also missed, centered around a kid too. I think that what he missed is that he would have been a juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. You don't fit there. You are at, and that makes you the perfect villain. Yeah, like that's the point. Yep, that makes you the perfect antihero. After they they fight you, and then you guys come to an understanding. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, he robbed them of so much great universe building. Yeah, I um, think unless he thought that the um, unless he he had some insider information or something, or just had absolutely no faith in the success of um, uh, uh Shazam, and didn't want to tie his lot to that. You know, you know that's like the only me, other reason I can think of it, too. It feels like to me that Rock has had enough experience in the industry. To know that it's a gamble with their idea, but you always succeed working towards your ideas. Mm-hmm. And so whereas all of this stuff that I'm talking about is predicated on other people's ideas, he just wanted to to gamble on his idea. And while he was amenable to being part of the DCU, he did not want to be handcuffed by their creative identity. And so he used his clout and moxie to say no. And, you know, it worked for him. But I don't know if that was the best thing for the universe at large. And I think that's, once again, something that Marvel has managed to um, to deal with that is why it's universe is superior. You don't hear nobody talking about they strong-armed Kevin Feige to get their plot line put mm-hmm. into a fucking a universe-spanning uh, 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 movie. That Never. Uh, please, tell me one time somebody has ever pushed a plot line into the MCU. Oh, uh, I think Ike Perlmutter actually did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
I mean, but I think it, it's the other the way CEO, around. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think from it's the, the other way around, and, yeah. though. Perlmutter uh, uh, shut down. Yeah, shut down a lot of shit. He did. He's the one line, who made it so difficult. Yo, if I if I'm to 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 understand the reporting correctly, Ike Perlmutter is the reason why the Spider Man um, IP was in such shambles for decades. <laughs> that was Ike's fingerprints right there, That's all funny. over that shit, and and. It was purely out of spite. It had yeah. nothing to do yep. with like business. That's what happens when when it you're rich and petty, spite. bro. When you're rich and petty, it's a it's a dangerous combination, man. That's why we lost um that's why we lost uh, uh the X Men the nineties X Men T V show. Like one of the ex, one of the execs wasn't fucking with you somebody who was working on it. Pearl Mutter did that I'll never forgive him <clears> for Inhumans. He was the executive decision to to greenlight the Inhumans, and that's not just me throwing smut on his name. Like niggas be calling, like they they traced the fingerprints, they did the Googles, they backtraced it, they backtraced it. They called the cyber police and they did the investigation. Ike Perlmutter was the one who greenlit that shit, and Inhumans was an indefensible travesty. So, on 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 uh sitcom TV. So you say he's a visionary. I mean, if your vision is hell, yes, <laughs> he is absolutely he a visionary. If your goal is to create the most hellish environment that you can ever imagine, he is a visionary. <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck out, like Pearl Mutter. But um, glad he's out, man. Yeah, man, and and it takes forever, you know. It does. Eventually, the Codex and the really the, the Pearl Mutters they get ousted. Um, I think more frequently they just die though. Like, Pretty damn, much, damn, dude. Because like, it, it takes a lot of effort to get rid of them, so it's got to be worth the effort to put it in. You know what I mean? In the in the um in the case of of uh, uh Feige, it absolutely was worth the effort, regardless of however long it took. Yeah, no. Um, the fact that uh Perlmutter was actually gumming up some of the stuff that that Marvel was trying to do. It's like shit. So they so wait, did they just like Rock Lee drop the weights off and now they're about to fucking <laughs> go Super Saiyan on the MCU? Like Hey, but like damn, that's funny. Can though, you imagine? But, like, I would love to see that fucking meme <clears throat> with Spikey's face on Rock Lee when he drops the weights and then a weight say Ike Perlmutter on him. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, what were we talking about before we got onto the Black Adam thing? Cause that was um that was a discussion on the internet that I had been meaning to 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 bring up that I thought was 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 interesting because um yeah as I said I had I was 50/50 on it because I do respect his right to to take the IP and do what he wants with it. I'm sure he spent bread on that shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Yeah, he's been working hard on it for a while. Yeah, he put time and energy into that. Why not? Nobody else was doing nothing with it. And if they were, <laughs> then why did they let him do that? You know what I mean? Like no. Nah. It's not like they like he went to go make the movie and there was a bunch of people trying to do something with it. Like that's not how that works. You know what I mean? People look into their IPs and make sure that they have, you know what I mean, uh, the ability to make these kind of big money productions before they 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 start. And so, yeah, if he's doing that, you know, like he has every right to 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 run with it like anybody else who is doing the same thing. But I really wish that he was a little bit more of a team player when it came to the DCU. Um, but, you know, I mean, when he was doing that, Gunn hadn't been announced yet, was he? Mm-mm. Yeah, so, you know, they didn't have their Feige yet, so hopefully moving forward, nothing like this will happen again. But um, 
Yeah. Uh... Oh, speaking of DC, have you seen the Blue Beetle trailer? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was, that, I was super hyped for that shit. That shit looked pretty dope. I'm very, very... I'm Man, I'm, I'm excited to see live-action Jaime Reyes, bro. I'm here for that shit. Dude, it's so funny. Like, uh, I was... Uh... So, you know, I have all those comic books in there, and I have a whole ton of Blue Beetle comics. So I did a little search to find some of the, uh, some breakdowns of the older comics. I wasn't going to go sit there and search through them again. But um, <laughs> I, was, I was watching a, a breakdown on a, a, a Blue Beetle fucking issue where this nigga ruins Batman's life because <laughs> he tries to, he's like, yo, what kind of gift can I get for Batman that he'd really appreciate? And he's like, you know what? I can get him the gift of his parents if I go to another timeline. No! I may know! Let me go get his parents from another timeline so that he could see them. Broke that nigga, bro. Bro. Bro! No, dude. Because you know Batman's a fucking psychopath, so you know what ended up happening is that he wouldn't let them go. He was like, oh, I got my parents back now. These are my parents now. Feel me? No, no, no. Oh, no, nah, where sir. they come from? Nah. I don't give a fuck, nigga. These are my parents. No, nah, you uh, said I got them back. I got them back, nigga. That's it. It's bro, over. Needless to say, it became quite the uh, the issue to get those the, get them back to their timeline because you only meant for them to visit. You know what I mean? Like, a, hey, uh, nice to see you, Bruce. You know, we know your life's been hard, but, you know, we love you. And Nobby that, broke that man. Broke that man. That is the perfect wrote the hell story that sounds like an excellent but that is but that's blue beetle right there yeah that's really true yeah best intention yeah thinking that he's doing the greatest things every time because he was a fuck up in his own time so just because he's in our time with advanced technology doesn't mean he's not a fuck up still you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so and that's the what i appreciated from from blue beetle so i hope that they can capture that yeah we're i mean we're gonna see we're getting the, the the young jaime and um I'm I'm curious to see how it all shakes out, man. Like the action scenes at the very least look cool, so hopefully there are a lot of them. And, yeah, uh, we'll see. The high tech man, yeah. Oh, because the you fucking know what transforming I, suit. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you want to know why I'm I, I I like I'm setting the bar very high for them because of what they did in Suicide Squad. The the most recent one with Starro in it. Mm. The effects in that shit with Deadshot with Deadshot, right? Uh, yep. Ishisaba. Yeah. Yep. With Deadshot and Starro and some of the fucking integrated CG graphics yeah. that they did in that shit, his, yo, uh, his, I'm his expecting Blue Beetle to lit. be killer, bro. Yeah. At least in the graphics department. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that 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 uh, trailer definitely got me amped. I'm hyped for that for sure. But um, yeah, dude, that's what's up. But so, yeah, the only other thing I really saw this week was was the whale, and yes, please, I gotta say. I was impressed, man. Because I wasn't particularly interested in, just real quick, let me interject. Um, I wasn't really particularly interested in the plot of the movie, but there was a lot of controversy about it, obviously. Are you familiar with what was going on? Not at it? all. I didn't want to know nothing about it. Well, all I heard was this, that it was doing well and it's been a tons of awards. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to 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 get just the the straight breakdown without any of the bullshit internet um opinions because people were upset that they chose not to to um to cast a person who is actually overweight in the role. Like they chose to to put Brendan Fraser in a fat suit rather than have an actual overweight actor play the role. 
So I was like, listen. You know what? <clears throat> this is one of those things where I guarantee you 99% of the people with those complaints have never made a film before. So it's one of those opinions it's easy to have if you have no idea what goes on goes into the production of a movie. Well, my thing is, is like, okay. So the the correlation that was being made was with like Zoe Saldana playing Nina Simone. Having someone who's very fair skinned play a very dark skinned act uh 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 character. It feels and like a false equivalency. Would, I'm sorry? That feels like a false equivalency. Uh, in terms of having physical characteristics that are present in the acting body, in terms of the reason why for, for when no, in terms of the uh, uh, the significance of the light skinned versus dark skin, that's an entirely different conversation. Rather than the conversation is different, but it the, so in the the whale was him being overweight. A significant portion of the plot. Of course. Okay. And similarly, in any story of Nina Simone, race is a very prominent storyline. So it's there. There's there's definitely lines of correlation there. And so, whereas I I, I initially wanted to say, well, they're acting. You see what I'm saying? So if they're acting, there is no there is no presupposition that they are that. Because they are acting. So if they casted Brendan Fraser, it's because he can act the role of that character the best that the casting director thought. You know what I mean? And the physical <clears throat> part of it was ancillary to the acting. You see? What I mean? But at the same token, I did feel a way when they didn't cast somebody who was more representative as Nina Simone. So is there a correlation there? Uh, nah. no, mostly because like, like you said, with the thing with the casting director, it could literally be as simple as, oh, we interviewed, we tested lots of fat people for this role, but none of them made it to the final audition. We tested lots of fat people for this role, but none of them could make the filming schedule for it. So we couldn't make them. I wouldn't be surprised if no heavyweight people auditioned to because play the, a role particularly about a fat you. person. Thank you. So that's why I don't think that's what I personally thought happened. I figured they opened it up and was looking for a fat person and there was nobody available. And also not even that it, it's like especially after seeing um 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 oh what's my girl's name? Um Gabby, Gabby what's her last name? Oh, Gabrielle Sidibe? Yes. Heavyweight actresses or and, and and is that a is that the term or plus sized actresses <laughs> heavyweight actresses? No, nah, because I don't mind that. To me, it's not derogatory. That's not. No, a, that's no, not she's a fighter. Be, but... It means that she's a fighter, and she's she's you know saying. No, okay, she's so plus sized plus sized um 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 actors and actresses. They exist and they they hit. Their their performances last. Rebel Wilson, right? Yeah, I'll um, fuck with Rebel Wilson. Um, she lost a ton um, of that weight though. Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we exist in a world, uh, Chris Farley, uh, where plus size actors and actresses are stigmatized. That's not really like it was back in the 90s. You know what I mean? This is 2020s, okay, guys? You know what I mean? Like, so you could cast that in a much, and, and, and your production won't suffer like it would back in the day. You know what I mean? So, I would imagine 
they were they were they would have done it if they could. Right. I feel like that argument rests on the whole fact that they didn't try that at all. You feel me? Like that argument is just like, oh, we didn't consider any fat people at all for this role. That argument doesn't consider, oh, we we auditioned a lot of fat people for this role or plus size actors, whatever. We we auditioned a lot of uh big people for this role, but you know, the person who we thought fit the character best was Brendan Fraser. Like, that's why I say it's like that's the sort of thing that people who don't understand film production would say. Like, oh, why didn't you cast someone for this? Like, that's not how casting Can works. Can we do a spoiler? As, as someone who auditions a lot, I will tell you that's not how casting works. Nah, you feel me? Yeah. It, they send the audition out to like a thousand people and the best one or the one even sometimes not even the best one. The one who appeals to the casting director the most in the moment that they're casting Question. And thereafter. Can we do a spoiler real quick? <clears throat> What's up? Does he lose weight in the movie? Fuck no. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, because that could be a consideration too, because unfortunately, you you can make a slim person look fat. You cannot make a fat person look slim. That's a lot more expensive, yeah. Um. So that could have been a consideration, I thought, but that was our consideration, so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're assuming that, they're assuming a lot of things, you know what I mean? But then again, Depending on this movie, the dude may have considered Brendan Fraser directly for the role before. Any- That's another thing you got to consider. Sometimes some actors are so good that the, the directors would be like, oh, I want this person specifically to do the role. Sometimes a director sees the person in the role prior yep. to even casting. Sometimes there's so no correct. Cons- the yep. Role. Sometimes there's no casting director involved in certain roles. You know, people do know that casting's not required, right? <laughs> you feel like, me? That's, that's just the thing that they do when they want to. That, that's the thing that young actors do. You feel me? Once, once, once everyone knows who you are, you need to do it a lot. Well, that's not true. Some people still, you still got to audition for a lot. It depends. Yeah, it just depends on, the, it depends on the production, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because some productions might require, like Marvel productions might still require you to oh, audition yeah. even Ma- as a famous person. Yeah, hell yeah. Whereas, you know, a, 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 an independent film or a, a movie that's a standalone might be like, no, 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 I saw this person. Like, The Well might have said, I saw this person as this role and I want to offer it to them. Off rip, and you know, if you got clout and a little bit of moxie, you good. But yeah, now that we've poisoned the well with the uh, controversial discussion, please, I would love to hear your breakdown of the whale. So the whale is about um, Charlie, who's this uh, 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 overweight English, this morbidly obese English teacher, who the movie opens with him jerking off to gay porn and having a heart attack. Wowzers! Okay, <laughs> that is a opening. <laughs> And while that is happening, I did not poison the well with that or with that opening. <laughs> that would have poisoned the well. I'm so glad that I opened with the controversy and not that. And um, that's that's like the, it's not really a spoiler because that's literally the opening. Yeah, yeah, scene. no, no, not at all. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, at, at the same time, this this sort of uh, allegory to the Jehovah's Witness, this missionary shows up, and because well, this is some loaded ass imagery in the fucking beginning, you got him <laughs> masturbating the gay porn. You've got religious fucking interlopers. Yeah, is, yo, like because he's so overweight, he doesn't lock his door. So when he's what? having the heart Wait, attack, those two things do not follow. You can't say because he's overweight he doesn't. What? Is, what? If you're fat, you, you don't lock you your door. You would understand it if you saw him try to get up. If you were as oh. fat as him. Oh, you wouldn't like because okay. if he had his door locked, he would have absolutely died at like two or three other points in the movie. If those people didn't have keys because he was going through like some shit. And if someone couldn't like come in to help him, he wouldn't have been helped. Like he's huge. Like I've he's never he's once huge. thought of like I've never once correlated like, yo, if you are a 
big person or anybody with like instant health issues, you don't lock your door because you want people, people can't to have help you. To yeah, you. people that's you, crazy. You lose bro. the ability I for someone never to even help. Thought you. about being that big before, but then and you know, Cause he's, dude, he's he's not like he's not even like he's huge, dude. It, it, it's it's he's massive. But anyway, um, so he's beautiful at any size. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I'm sorry, that was just rude That was just rude, my bad So the missionary comes in, you know, sees him having a heart attack You know, sort of sees the laptop And of course, this, while having a heart attack He's more concerned about closing the laptop Of course, you he, can't <laughs> let the missionary see the gay porn Bro, Yo, so there's no way the corner is showing bruh, up here Bruh, there's no way <laughs> Let me die don't come in. If oh, I can't man. reach that laptop, uh, you let me die before you come in here. Brief yeah. sidebar that reminds me of the opening to um that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yeah. So he gets like stabbed in the street, and as he's dying, he tells his uh, his um his employee like, "Yo, go to my house and destroy everything. Take my heart, <laughs> take my computer, and dump it in the bathtub." And I really appreciate that at the end of the episode, you actually see him in the credit. His his um his subordinate actually dumped his computer in the in, in the bathtub for him. I was like, yo, that's a soldier right there. But anyway, so um as he's having this episode, uh, the Charlie played by Brendan Fraser tells the missionary to read him this essay that he has that's like next to him, mm. and the essay is sort of where the um the movie gets his name because it's an essay about Moby Dick and how. The person sort of understood where they liked the book because of, you know, it's hard to paraphrase, but it's sort of a central theme of the movie that keeps coming around. But the, the basically, in that moment, um, shortly thereafter, his actual caretaker shows up. Oh, the whale is a reference to Moby Dick and not his fat ass? It's God, both. Okay. It's it's the both. Oh, it's a double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it a triple entendre? I, it, it might actually, no, I don't think there's a third whale in the movie. Does he have bread? Is he a whale? Does he be whaling on his, on his games? <laughs> um, well, any so, meaty whale. No, I'm joking. He, um, after he gets the heart attack, shortly thereafter, his caretaker shows up, and she is, like, hella upset at the missionary and pretty much wants him to get out and, like, yo, like, don't come to us talking, don't come, don't come around here talking about the New Life Church is what um that dude's church is called because he knows all about it because they killed his boyfriend and so that's sort of like the and was it, he overweight before they killed his boyfriend or was that was a sentiment of depression he I mean, was it's it's the tied in at all? depression is the primary theme of the movie right it or it's it's one of the primary themes of the movie basically his boyfriend the church shunned him, and as a result of that, he um, he fell into depression and slowly withered away until he died. And then the same, the inverse happened to Charlie. After his boyfriend Ooh, died, until he died, yeah, he comfort ate until he got like morbidly obese. So he was I, overweight I can totally before. See the psychological <clears throat> issues there for yeah. a stable person. How you see you see someone you love deteriorate, and so you rebound in the. Oh, I didn't direction. even put that together. You know, that's a good point. And and you start to eat in the same self destructive way. Yeah. You know, it's what that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I could, okay, I can see how this movie can get people thinking. Dude, like it seems like it has some. It's a good movie, meat, man. And it's it's very it. um it's very gripping. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. Like I I was um I started watching it while I was eating, and like 15 minutes in, like half my food was untouched because I'm just like. What the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? It's it's very it pulls you in. 
And, but um, because you, like every time, everything you see, you keep wondering about uh, uh the relations and stuff. Like the caretaker that comes around, I'm like, who the fuck is this lady? Why, why is she going? Like, she's not only his caretaker, she's also his enabler, and that is all. That also has a significant reason behind it as well. And it's basically the movie is about Charlie trying to reconnect with his daughter after he finds out that he's pretty much going to die because his um his caretaker after she comes in she checks him and she tells him that his blood pressure is some ridiculous number i've never heard before like 280 something Bro, over something else if your heart else. is is palpitating from masturbating yes your <laughs> blood pressure is way too high the blood <laughs> pressure is too damn high you feel me and um so after he he comes to terms with the diet and another thing about it too that's also important is um his caretaker keeps telling him like yo like go to the doctor go to the hospital and he's like nah i can't because i ain't got no money and you know that's just expensive it's gonna put me in death debt yada 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 i'd rather die than incur a bunch of debt and so you know i she, think that sentiment <laughs> she has this really really if like his, if she's his enabler how how what do you mean by she's his enabler um, because she's the one that comes around and brings him fucking mad. Oh, man, because the, the moment, there's a moment, like, early in the beginning of the movie, right after this happens, uh, right after he has the heart attack, she kicks out the missionary, she gives him, she checks his heart and shit like that. After all of that, the way the scene ends is she's like, yo, you gotta take care of yourself, and he keeps apologizing to her over and over again. And they have, like, a moment where she's like, yo, if you apologize one more time, I'm going to stab you. And he's like, what's that going to do? It's behind, like, 12 feet of fat or some shit like that. So after they share, like, that little moment, he's like, please, please. And then she's just like, all right. And she gets up and grabs him a big-ass bucket of chicken. You know what I'm saying? And, like, she's, and you know what I'm saying? Throughout the movie, she's bringing him, like, oh, I brought you your fucking, um, your, 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 like, uh, your fucking meatball sub with double cheese or whatever, whatever, you know? Because he can't leave the house. Yeah, dang, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. It's it, that movie is rough to watch. It's so, it's very difficult to watch someone slowly killing themselves through eating. It is an exceptionally difficult thing to watch for me. Like I was like, I was like, bro, I couldn't even imagine. No, I could totally understand why why it would be difficult for somebody who is already maybe overweight or is living at a weight that might not feel healthy, not wanting to put themselves through that as an act, because no matter what method of acting you're using, whether you're just, you know, doing your regular theatrical acting or method acting, you're going to feel something by trying, by enacting this, you know what I mean? And if it's something that is that close to home, I just don't think it might be healthy to put an, over with uh, uh, a plus size actor through that, that role yeah it might not yeah, be mentally healthy and you know like like it like hello do you think it was mentally healthy for some of these roles in the 90s you know what i mean like when people were playing like these drug addicts and these you know what i mean it wasn't healthy for them you know they came out with you know the heath ledgers of the world came out of playing some pretty fucked up roles you know uh, Marlon Wayne talks about playing in Requiem of a Dream, and that was a fucked up role, you know. Like yeah, the headspace that you gotta. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of say actors say that the headspace they have to get into for certain characters stay with them for. Monica like, Bellucci talks about getting into the headspace for her role in Irreversible, and it's just like 
She played in a scene I, I where her husband be... raped oh, that her. was her husband. Yes. Oh, that makes it marginally better. I, I could not be any part of that production. Did you I see couldn't the do scene? The sound. Are yeah. you familiar with I've seen the movie. Yeah, like the scene is I've like, seen the movie it, it, when I was I, much younger. The fact that, they, and it's funny because in the um, production um, interviews, they talk about it and uh, the, the the actor, what's his name? Sam? Is that his name? Um, oh, I'm not familiar with the male actor. He's famous. He played like Silver Fox in Oceans, um, in the Oceans. The he's He's really popular. But anyway, he talks about how difficult it was for him to do it, and she had to encourage him, like, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, this won't affect us because of how visceral that scene was. So, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, it might not be something that the, uh, uh, a plus size. So that's why I think that a lot of the controversy was um, much ado about nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm stuff glad like, people are thinking about it, stuff, and it's okay to talk about it, but it's not something to get up in arms about. It's not that serious. Nah, nah. But I, it's um, I, I would definitely recommend it, man. It's I, I will say I will give the spoiler that it is a hard movie to watch. Like I said, watching him, they do That's not a spoiler. That is a that is a. <laughs> I meant a warning. warning. Uh, <laughs> I meant a warning. That some parts of the movie are really really hard to watch because like he's just. Man, like the way, like kudos to Brendan Fraser, man. The way this dude reacts in certain scenes to just putting food in his mouth, not in like not overacting, but just like the perfect amount of like you could see how much comfort just putting food to his lips provides to this person. Like it, you, 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 you completely understand how lost they are. But anyway, he, he attempts to um, reconnect with his daughter, and essentially. He wants to make sure that his daughter is okay before he passes away. And that's pretty much like the primary conflict in the movie. His daughter's a dick. Understandably so. His daughter is very, very angry because this is, eh, this is mild spoilers slash a little bit of backstory. But um, the thing with him is um, he left his wife for his boyfriend. And then, say, you said he was gay and then he has a daughter. So yeah. obviously this was not a life decision. So <laughs> um, a more recent temporary yeah. decision for him. Uh, when when his daughter was eight and then the boyfriend died and then he spiraled into depression and he after he had gotten to a certain weight he just didn't want his daughter to see him anymore and on the other side the mother was understandably she was the the woman scorned that hell hath no fury like you know so she was not she she got full custody and wasn't really like allowing him to see his daughter so that sort of the absence, the, I guess the the angry mother and the absent father did a number on the developmental daughter. You don't say. <laughs> and um, so when you meet her, she's an absolute dick. She's such an asshole throughout the whole movie, and it's just, it's pretty much him trying to get her to realize that yo, it's okay to be mad at me, but you don't got to be mad at the world. Mm -hmm. He's like trying to get her to. He's just before I. I only got like X amount of days left. So let me. For all of that man's personal faults, let me tell you what it is for a parent to give their child the closure of allowing them to be angry with them and receiving that anger and accepting it. And, and validating that anger, because let me tell you, I've watched my parents bury their parents without ever resolving 
those deep issues. And I would, as a parent, that is a failure. Mm -hmm. And I love my grandparents, and I think they were great grandparents, and they were great parents. But as a parent, to 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 pass on without allowing your children the closure of getting out their childhood anger is something that is missing from parenting. And it's because it's late-stage parenting. That's not something you have to do with your toddler. It's not something you have to do with your adolescent. It's something you got to do with your 30-year-old child. Because while they're an adult, they will always be your child. And they will always have to deal with the cumulative value of the shit that you put them through while you were learning to raise them. And so uh, it's incumbent upon a parent to realize that they were living their life while they were raising this child. And they at some point need to give them the closure to get that past shit out of their life so they can get rid of that baggage. Because I watch grown people carry that shit. And I know this is fiction, uh, you know what I mean? But that inclination puts him in such a positive light for me just as a parent because of all of the failings that come from parents, that's the one that is probably the most avertible. Because it, for, it's all not, you gotta do is just talk to your kids. All you gotta do is talk to them and as don't adults. gaslight them. <laughs> and don't gaslight them. Be real with yourself and be real with you know what I mean. That's like, it. Because it's not in the moment. They, the mistakes are made. That's They're it. in the past. All you gotta do is level with your kids. It's a two step process. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the easiest thing as a parent to do, and something that I find that so many parents fail to do. And I see so many like, and you can have a healthy relationship with your parents without having that. But boy, let me tell you, the catharsis that I had with my parents going through it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel bad for them that they didn't get it. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> holy shit. It's to the point where I, I think about it when I, in my relationship with Kendrick that I will, I'm going to avert having to do that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do my best to make sure that the closure happens more immediately so that he doesn't have to travel through his life with yeah. the way that most people do, you know? Feel me? Save you, save yourself five years. You're gonna save him five years by not having him not even having him not needing to take the time to unpack all that baggage. You know, we're just gonna skip that bag. We're just gonna yeah. throw it out before it even gets on the plane. Or not? Just give it to me. I'll throw it out because you feel me. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing that it's like you're the parent. You're not even dog. bringing you're that on the, the plane, my nigga. That's what gets me mad at so many parents. It's like you're the adult in this situation, my. You G. feel me, nigga? You got the life experience, bruh. Like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? In other, in every other relationship. Carry on. I can't even judge. But when it comes to you and your child, one thing I know is you're the adult. And so you need to do better at all times. Because that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the adult asking the child to do better so that they can feel better <laughs> is just weird to me. I don't get that shit, you know? But anyway, yeah. Back to your synopsis of the world. Sorry. But that that when you had said that right there, that took me down a whole avenue, bro. I was like, damn, you know what? As much as I want to... Uh, to 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 get on this man for being self destructive, and, you know, like, come on, man, like we you could do better, you know. Just uh, obviously a fictional character, but yeah, but you know. that, that's a well written character for you, though. You know what I mean? No, like he's exceptionally flawed, but you still want right to root there, for him. And that right there is that heart is probably why his caretaker is the way he, she is. She's like this person's heart isn't. Fouled, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so if they want to eat themselves to death, that's their fucking right. You know what I mean? I'll be here to take care of them as best as I can, but this is not a bad person. 
Yep, hundred you know? percent. And every and every person deserves the right to take themselves out the way they want to. She she goes out of her way to like she's like a guard dog against that missionary, bro. Because well, especially because she knows the history of that man with them. Absolutely, absolutely. Like and you know he he's very the missionary is um he's just a a young lost sheep. That's really all he is. And that moment he thinks he was put there for a reason to save. Charlie's soul type shit. So that's why he keeps going around because he's earnestly like, you know, my man's drank the Kool-Aid well, and, and he earnestly believes that, you know, this is what he's supposed to be doing. It's that kind of proselytizing that I think is bad from the church. It's like, you gotta stop convincing young people that it's their jobs to take other people's souls into their hands. No. <laughs> nigga, you're like 18, you haven't figured out your own life, nigga, you can't help me. <laughs> Nobody can, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's such a misreading of the understandings of I think what was trying to be presented in that parable of the Bible is that yes you want to save souls but not through directly you know putting hands on their 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 hearts it's through letting your light shine you will save people by being the best you not through going out and attacking nah, them. Nah, beat and badger them into salvation. Oh, yeah, 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 badgering people. That's the best way to get them to, <laughs> to understand how great your order is. You feel me? <laughs> Fucking psychos. But yeah, that that's about as much as I could go into without being any more spoilery than I already have. I, it's just, it's, it's about this dying guy's journey to reconnect with his daughter and the uh, uh, satellite of important and not so important people that revolve around his life. That actually sounds and really dope. It takes place over the course of like I don't want to say that. That's yet. a better synopsis than than what I've been getting because I have been completely uninterested in watching that movie <laughs> by, by the media that they put out. Honestly, I I the only reason why I watched it is because of Brendan Fraser. That's oh, the only reason because I was just like. After I heard what happened to him and my man's is, like, coming back, I was like, you know what? That's pretty lit. You know, I fucks with that. And then... I, I just didn't like Brendan Fraser movies. I had nothing against him. Like, I did, I wasn't a huge fan of the Mummy series. I wasn't a huge fan of, I've like, actually Boo never Witch seen and all any that of the stuff. Mummy series in, in their entirety. I'm trying to think of anything that I've watched him George in of the I, Jungle and Encino Man, son. Encino Man. From okay. when Encino I was a little man kid. Encino Man was a joint. Encino Man From was a when joint. When I was a little kid. But... That was also thirty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Look, I, you know me. I, I, I'm very pragmatic when it comes to movies. Like I, I understand that something that you saw when you were like ten, you're probably not going to feel the same way about it at th- at forty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but no, I just haven't seen anything good with Brendan Fraser personally that I've enjoyed in in a long time. So, uh, but I'm I'm positive on him. Like I don't dislike him. I just think that. The movies that he was kind of typecast into were like these really goofy comedy movies. Yeah, that's that fair. Weren't really hitting for me. And and the worst part is is that you could tell he had some dramatic chops. Oh yeah, he's a great actor. You know, you could tell he had some acting chops. You know, but um, I'm sure he's got movies that that exemplify that. But I just they weren't ever um really um put out when I was watching movies you know what i mean yeah it is what it is that's mean that that's my reason for why i watched it you know what i'm saying i because i like i said i don't really like to i don't like having other people's opinions color anything that i watch i prefer Mm -hmm. to see it like i sometimes i'll watch a movie just because i thought the synopsis was dope and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I just heard about the whale and I was like, oh, cool. This sounds interesting. Or not, not really. I just, I, I, <laughs> I was like, really? It, it was, it was the, um, it was the, the reception. It was, you know why? It's because it was neck and neck with um, everything everywhere all at once for awards. Oh, wow. That's really? why. Because okay, it, yeah. it, it pretty much split awards between that and like two other level, movies. Then it's worth a watch. So that's Whatever why I was I just like, really? It. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, I know everything everywhere all at once. Like, I know how dope that shit is. And I understand why it's sweeping the awards. If it's that caliber, so, then pretty I might much. have the fucks with it. It, it, it. It's like the um, it's like the God of War and um, Elder Scrolls from last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, wait, somebody's keeping up with God of War? I mean, somebody's keeping up with Elder Scrolls? All right. Elden Ring, yeah, yeah. Elden Ring, my bad, yeah. So yeah, that's the main reason why it is because it was constantly being spoken of in the same breath in award season. So I was like, huh, it was just sort of on my radar. I decided to give it a shot, and no, I'm glad that you gave say, me that breakdown because that was far more more intriguing than than as I said the the uh, promotions that I had been seeing about uh, out around it so far. So, and fantastic performances from him, Brendan Fraser, and Sadie Sink, the girl who plays his daughter. Mm, okay, and um, his wife is only for a really brief moment. His caretaker, she was also really good too. But yeah, the um the other dude was like, it's re- what's another thing why I really like this movie. It's based on a play, and it's um the screenplay is written by the same person that wrote the play. So the entire movie the takes play is written by the same person who wrote the the actual play. Oh okay, yeah. Oh, the, the stage the play, the stage play gotcha. that it, it was it was. Well, based you need on. that continuity. We've always talked about yo, Brad, <laughs> do not stray from the source material. The best Brad. person to adapt it to a new form is the person that wrote it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You, like, can, um, you can put the as long as they're on the team. Yeah, they exactly. To be part of the exactly. team. Exactly. As long as they have someone well versed in the medium that they're transferring it to. Yes, because they because that's the thing about the adaptation is is that they might need someone to really yeah. guide them in the. The new rules medium. are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and so um, that's why if if they can do it by themselves, kudos. I'm not even hating on that, but. Usually they're gonna just they're gonna be like second on the team while somebody who is mm-hmm. familiar with that medium leads the project. Facts. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. Part. Nah, it's all good. We've talked about it for a while anyway. But I, I definitely recommend watching the whale if you haven't seen it. I thought the performances were fantastic. I thought the story was great. And oh yeah, that's why I, I was saying I was impressed with it because it all took place in one apartment. Like, and oh, I, I was saying um. Brendan Fraser, another why, reason why Brendan Fraser is really good is because I, I would say at least 30 or 40% of the movie is just him alone just doing stuff. And it's like, he's like, you know, like how when people are like, man, um, Tom Hanks is so great because of Castaway. He's like, oh, the movie is just him and it's still entertaining. It's like, it's like that where it's just like, I'm still like in the film and it's just mm-hmm. him like moving around his apartment. You know, that that creates anxiety in me. <laughs> Watching a single person on the screen for Unfilled. too long makes me very anxious. Well, it makes luckily, me very anxious. In this one, it's split up very nicely. It's like thirty okay. percent, but they're they're cut nicely. Like every like, once it's in a while, it's funny because when you describe that, it immediately I was like, it nah, gave nah. me a little bit of anxiety. I was like, you know what? I just kind of realized, like, I don't, I don't like watching it because even, and and it's not just that because even when I watch Wally. Wally. You, you you've seen Wally, right? No, I have not. But I'm you've very familiar. You've never seen Wally. With it. You got to mm-hmm. check it out. But yeah, the yeah, first yeah. like ten minutes of Wally is just Wally by himself on the world, mm-hmm. and you're just watching Wally do stuff. And it's extreme. And it's like after a while, you're just like, or for me, I get a little bit of anxiety. So I'm just like, oh, you know what? I think if I watch just one character on the screen too long, that 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 starts to get to me. 
You know what it is for me? When they fucking put the camera between bushes. And I'd be like, yo, why are you trying to make me look like... I, I don't want to peep on people, my nigga. Why like, stop peeping? doing that. Like, move the camera somewhere else. Like, you're making me feel like a weirdo right now. Yeah, that perspective is an odd one. I, I never, hate that That's shit, never a bro. comfortable perspective. Yeah, let's look through the bushes at this person doing something. Or, like, through no. the pe- I hate the through um, the peephole perspective. Unless uh. it's the perspective of me being, like, uh, of the, the audience is taking the perspective of, like, the villain or the monster or the hunter. Then it makes sense, you know? But when it's just... Sometimes they'll use that as, like, a transitional shot. I'm just like, ugh. Hmm. Or, yeah, like, they're watching the neighbors through the bushes. Like, yeah. what are y'all doing, bro? Why are you doing that? Stop it. Yo, stop being creepy, Hollywood. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, that that in the in the keyhole shot, like looking through the keyhole, like bro. Right. First of all, what kind of weird ass that fucking is... keyhole it can see be seen straight through. <laughs> but beyond that, why am I like, specially made, bro? Bro. But yeah, that shit is that, that's uh, that's funny. Okay, cool. The well, definitely gonna have to check that out. But yeah, I didn't actually watch anything. But um, I'm, oh my goodness, of course I was I was uh. I was uh, made privy to the internet's disdain of the current uh, episode of Mando because they did a filler episode. But I'm like, fuck it, it's really? a filler episode. Why y'all mad? Why Why is so it I'm considered a filler it. episode? Oh, I don't know. I guess they had. Uh, I think I think I saw Jack Black in the scene or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah. I was like, I don't I don't care. As long as it's entertaining, like was wow. was it like weird and goofy? Because if it wasn't well done, that's one thing. If it was a bunch of fanfic fair, but um, yeah, if it's just a filler episode that ex- uh, expounds on their journey, that's fine by me. I I don't think it was a filler episode at all. It directly moves the plot forward. But I guess the internet is a weird place. I I, I definitely try not to make sense of the stupid shit the internet says. Well, I have a feeling that it's uh, it's a misuse of the word filler. This is what it sounds like. It sounds like exactly they might have not liked one scene, or there might have been a filler scene nah. in the episode. You know what? But it not is? the whole episode being filler. You already know that. exactly what it is, Curry. People are mad that Lizzo and Jack Black were in the episode. Oh, Liz! Oh man, they're so mad. Evidently, yo, bro, you know Lizzo is making niggas mad for so. Well, we know why. We know what the reason <laughs> is. We know what it because is. Because she doesn't a, a feel about herself the way black she wants. Forget yeah. about it. Forget See, about it. It's everything really? they hate in the world. She has entirely too much confidence for looking the way she does, and it makes motherfuckers hurt. Why don't my words break you down? Why doesn't my standards of what you, you should me? look like matter? You feel me? Fucking weird ass people. Fuck what you think, nigga. She fly. She doing her thing. So yeah, dude. Fuck it. I'm glad that she's in there. Um, didn't she make a cameo in in, in something else? I vaguely remember something. No, because I know it was Meg Thee Stallion and She Hulk. Yeah. I want to. I want to say that Lizzo was was in She Hulk. Did she cameo She Hulk too? Uh, maybe. Let's see. I think yeah. she did. Uh, yeah. You know, good, good on her, man. Get your get your get your placements, yo. Get your, get your bread up. You know what I mean? Because you know them placements ain't cheap. <laughs> them placements ain't cheap but yeah so uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to checking out the next end episode of Mando but uh, yeah other than that I didn't actually watch anything me, me and Caroline have been catching up with Married at First Sight and boy oh boy that show is <laughs> talk about hard to watch man like it's tough to watch only because it's not even the premise of the show like most reality shows I'm repulsed by the very premise of it so I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Married at first sight. Oh, I'm, yeah. That's I, a stupid-ass idea. Well, listen. Marriage in general is a stupid idea, so you might as well <laughs> try try some variation Yo, of it. 
It, they make their whole episodes as sitcoms based on that very premise. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it, that that is what it is. But they get some of the most insipid people on that show, bro. And that's what makes the show hard to watch. It's not the premise to me because if you can get if you can make marriage work, that's awesome. But it is very difficult to make marriage work, even with somebody who you have a long-term relationship with. So if y'all want to go in there and fly, you know, uh, uh, fly by the seat of your pants, Feel free. It's, it should yeah. be entertaining. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly why the show works right there because the they people. know it's such a train wreck idea. But see, and the I'm only not, people I'm that would volunteer for such a train wreck idea are the people who are guaranteed to make good TV. But see, I'm the kind of asshole who would be far more entertained if they if they were just happy. Like, oh, cool, they're doing it right. Like, see, oh, yeah, let's but, give us. A... But you live in America. <laughs> nah, they get, they get, they get. Yo, let me tell you, bro. Like, these people are triggering with some of the shit that they be doing and talking about. I'm like, yo, my G. And then, of course, you know, the producers are assholes, so they're yeah. cutting it to make it make them look the worst. Yep, the worst. And I'm just like, yo, bro. And then, and then sometimes you be having to wonder, like, y'all niggas don't know you're on camera. Like, you have a mic on, so you know you're on camera, and you're still saying this shit you're saying. you still over here flirting with this chick with your fiancé just over there. Like, literally across the pool watching you flirt with her. And you're both mic'd, and we're listening to you guys talk. All right, I mean, I guess, yeah. Man, That's toxic, how you do it. toxic people are real, son. Real. Very real. But anyway, that's all I've been watching, and I do not want to give too much breath to that shit. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, let's go ahead and jump on into some of these here topics. Damn, we've been running long. So, um, dude, Activision Blizzard, it ain't looking good. Fucking the NLRB and the Justice Department have tag teamed to bring up more charges against them. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm... I, I, see, they've closed, like, they've closed large corporations for less. Like, Enron got closed down for violations... You know what I mean? Like, far fewer violations than this, you know? And their violations are coming from across the board. I mean, the SEC has hit them at one point. The NLRB has hit them at one point. The Justice Department. At what point do you guys just get shut down as an organization that's not being run right? You know what I mean? Like, at, does that sound like I'm going too far? Nah, it sounds like you're ignoring the fact that they don't also know that and they can take ma- take preventative measures against it, like bribe the people who would be in charge of that sort of investigation, you feel me? Which I do believe that that's been happening because I remember when... Um, Allegedly. The um, the National Equity and Fair fair wages um board or something like that it was a it was another one of the the um the labor relations boards was uh was investigating them and then the investigation got dropped because the person at the top of the department killed all of the investigative resources of the people below them so they just had to throw their hands up and say listen we don't have access to to the manpower to actually go through with this investigation. I was like, wait, how the fuck does that happen? (laughs) How do you guys start the investigation, launch, you know what I mean, Uh, 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 submit the charges, and then have to drop the investigation for lack of resources? That should, that that is some high-level corruption. So, yeah, definitely that that is a thing. You know what I mean? I, I in my opinion, based on on some of the occurrences that's happened, but yeah. I mean, you know, 
they they know they're fucking up. I'm pretty sure a lot of times they have a heads up before like that the hammer comes down on them. So if you got moves to make, you're gonna make the moves. And you know what it is too is it's public opinion. Enron's public opinion had dropped so precipitously that they couldn't that they couldn't um yeah that too. they couldn't support. Blizzard's got a new game I mean? coming out, <clears throat> dude. So there's been a, a a conspiracy that I think is pretty much generally confirmed at this point is that. They drop a new Overwatch character whenever there's a controversy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And depending on how severe the controversy is, is how uh, diverse the character is. That is very and funny. And so it was funny because at like 9 o'clock, the NLRB dropped their, uh, their, their they didn't drop it, but they, they, they um, put out the, the press conference on their, their charges against Activision Blizzard, and at eleven o'clock, they released that they're putting out a, a, a pansexual Thai uh, a Buddhist monk character, and it was like, wow, totally necessary. Wow, all of that, and it's like, and what stating the, the sexuality does that have to do of with him shooting people, crazy. bro? Yeah, Isn't like that crazy. And what does that have to do with him shooting people? Like, uh, unless there is, uh, unless there's a dating sim involved in in overwatch that i was unaware of i can't imagine what the sexuality of your, you of your why is that pertinent information all of a sudden but nonetheless that is the and so they pretty much if you track back like the past like four or five announcements of of charges coming down they all coincide with the launch of a character yeah i mean that, that i can see that and yeah. it's like wow. So, and so that goes back to what I was saying is that Enron fell out of uh, uh, out of popular public opinion, and that's why the the legislature went after them so viciously. Blizzard understands like as long as the people love us, you can't touch us, and that's fucked up because they absolutely operate like that. Mm-hmm. They absolutely operate under the guises as long as we keep our user base at a certain amount, we are too big to fail. And that's not just too big to fail from from financial failures. We're too big to fail from our own malfeasance. And that shit, bro. <sighs> what they going to do with your Diablo 4, bro, when it drops? Who's going to play it for the servers? Because <laughs> Blizzard can't... Bro, something's going to have to give. Something's got to give with those uh, with all these charges because that shit is, is out of control. Man. Like... Best... How, how bad can one company be run? <laughs> I mean, the NLRB is hitting them for wage theft. I mean... Like, what else can we hit them? Wage theft, my nigga. They done, they done abused their employees, put them through severe crunch, sexual harassment, all that shit. They've, they have misappropriated funds to the, to the, uh, to the CEO and, and, and some of the administrative staff, which... When I say misappropriated, they were put into uh they were put into their contracts, but I believe that that was done so uh, under false pretense because Bobby Kotick is in charge of so many different areas that they're being investigated for. How is it possible that the board could validate paying someone these exorbitant amounts who's under investigation for so many work related crimes? You see what I'm saying? So it feels like there is a, a huge amount of malfeasance. When it comes down to CEO uh, uh, dispensations, you know the you know there's there's 
there's a whole laundry list of shit that 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 Activision Blizzard is responsible for on top of putting out bad games. And that's the number one for me. Because they haven't put out a lot of good games. Like I I haven't played Diablo 4. But like look what they did to war, uh uh the Warcraft 3 remakes. Tank that shit. World of Warcraft hasn't been particularly good in quite some time from what I understand. And the latest raids were fun, but their users bases dropped off so severely, it's hard to actually uh to 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 get groups together for big raids. So it's like, you know, they're not producing the 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 quality of game, and that's the number one sin of a video game company. Cause from what I've seen is that video game companies can perform some pretty egregious sins and be forgiven, but the one thing they can't be forgiven for is putting out bad games. And so I feel like Activision Blizzard, and then of course using shitty marketing practices like uh like releasing disgustingly designed characters for the sake of pandering to a crowd to keep public <laughs> opinion up because they know that they're about to be slammed with some real bad news. You know what I mean? Like Activision Blizzard, man, their day of reckoning, I think, is coming, bro. Because I don't think that they their 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 PR campaigns are going to go over as well as they think, because they're extremely trite. They they bear no genuine uh, desire to connect to the to the to the player base. <laughs> I mean, you had a cell phone, right? <laughs> Man, I'm out of here. But yeah, Activision Blizzard on this continuous down downward spiral with their fucking fucking smarmy marketing tactics. What are you going to do? Uh, but moving on from that, they fucking finally indicted Trump. Did you see all that? Yeah. <clears throat> Bro, what do they always tell you? It's, it's always the, the tax evasion that gets you. <laughs> 34 felony <laughs> counts That's of sorry. falsifying fucking business documents. Holy shit. Bro, it, is that like every? Uh, no, I'm sure he touched more than 34 documents. Uh, yes, and th- they're documents ranging from the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, and and the chain. And that's what I'm saying, man. It, it was a very elaborate and sophisticated laundering process <laughs> because I believe all the documents were pertaining to all of the transactions that were accrued to. Uh, get the money to Michael Cohen and then get the money from Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels, all of which had to be signed off by Trump or one of his representatives. So <laughs> those that's why there's 34 counts is because uh, each document that he signed was a uh, felony no. uh, charge. Every, every, every step up the chain? Yeah. And, and it's not uncommon for, for that to happen. It's not uncommon for that to happen. It's like when... And, and I mean, this is probably a terrible analogy, but like, you know, when when... You know, you commit a mass murder and you get a felony count for each person you murder. It's like each time you commit the crime yeah. Yeah, that does make is sense. an individual yeah. count. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's not on every, especially because it's not like he signed all those documents on the same day. Those documents were <laughs> spread out over many, 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 many months. Oh, and so that's why each signature count adds as the count because they were knowingly breaking the law each time on separate. It's not like a, um, it was a continuous criminal enterprise. So like, say you like rob a liquor store and then you rob a supermarket and then you rob someone's house. You're only gonna get a charge for one crime because it was one continuous spree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what happened here. 
he did the he committed several crimes over the course of many 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 months you know what i mean like I, and i think they would be hard pressed to say that this was one continuous spree <laughs> and so they should be brought oh, down I to can't one do town i can't do that fuck oh, you everyone else could do that <laughs> Everyone else could do that but me. Y'all just get mad when I do this shit. See, that's the two-tier justice system. <laughs> Nigga, if you don't get all the way out of my fucking face, yo, that's the kind of shit he'll do. Because we do have a two-tier justice system. Oh that's not God. it, though. That is definitely not it. That's hilarious. No, but that is Trump. That Yo, that is Trump's magical fucking maneuver is to take the obvious discrepancies that go on in our society on an everyday basis and act like they're applying to him. <laughs> As if he isn't part of a class of people that has superseded all of those common fucking barriers and 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 issues. You know what I mean? Like, boy, that that guy, man, that's the jujitsu move right there. It is. That's the mega jujitsu move that gets me every time. I'm like, how the fuck did he how did he get points for that? How, Sway? <laughs> but yeah. They're gonna get him. And 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 you know what the worst part is gonna be? When they when all of these charges get beat, all it's gonna say is, "Look at him, Teflon Don," because I don't think that they're actually gonna get any of this stuff to land because the actual penalty would actually require them to put him in jail, and I don't think they're gonna do that. I just don't think they will. Maybe they will. I just don't think that they will. But um, it's gonna be a terrible precedent. You know what I mean? Republicans are everywhere. They're fundraising off this shit. Look at the Democrats trying to over-prosecute us. Give us your money so we could fight back. Like, that's going to do anything. Lindsey Graham is a fucking piece of shit, man. Let me tell you. That guy, he was on Fox News. Nonetheless, the fucking news. Fundraising. <laughs> Talking about send me money so that I can help Donald Trump's legal defense. Trump. I'm like, yo, my nigga, that is a scam. Yo, Fox News is broadcasting senators scamming, bro. Facts. It's crazy, dude. That shit ain't never going. Bro, this country is, is What's really, really funny gone. is that he's done it before. Trump himself did it before. What did, what did he ask people money for? But you right know, at the end of his shit, I forgot. What, Trump stakes and all that? <laughs> no. But, I mean, he's, always, he's peddled his own shit before, but... um. He's always he's always asking for money for legal defense. Yep. That's always what his what his ask is for. Oh, I'm fundraising What's, for legal defense. Oh man, I'm fundraising I saw for this. Uh, I saw this great post on Reddit that said like, "Oh, his lawyers don't know they're working pro bono yet." <laughs> <laughs> Little like, did you know, yeah, he's for asking free, for fuck ton of money to pay lawyer fees, but that nigga historically don't be paying his lawyer fees. He doesn't pay nobody. Nope. He even yo okay did you did you hear part of uh oh uh, no you you're not aware of what's been going on right mm -mm. part of what came out in the deposition was that he tr the this was the fucked up part and this is why he's it's absolutely going to show that there is a huge hole in our justice system he was caught saying on voicemail or, or not on voicemail on um on on phone call let's push this as far as we can. Because if it's after the election, then we don't have to pay her because it won't matter anyway, which shows that he particularly was paying her off to affect the election. That's what makes it fraudulent and illegal. Because all because because what they're trying to present to the to the people, the Republicans is like, oh, they're just clerical mistakes. They're just clerical mistakes. 
Oh, they they could have been fixed anytime. You're arresting people for clerical mistakes, and it's like no. He was referencing on phone calls this clerical quote unquote mistake <laughs> and saying let's keep making this mistake in hopes of never having to pay the mistake. Oh, this guy's hilarious. And it was explicitly because he was trying to push it off till after the 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 effect of the payment would have mattered, showing his intentions. Like the man is the worst criminal ever. Mm-hmm. That is the worst criminal ever that you are on a recording of any sort, whether it's text or voice admitting that you're pushing off payments to affect somewhat uh, pushing off payments for something that is to affect the election in hopes of not having to make the payment holy shit man but then you know you know uh, the funny part is, is Americans will want to give a pass to this jackass but it's like if you don't hold the leaders accountable for doing shit like this no wonder the people act the way that they do it trickles downwards you know what i mean that kind of culture trickles downwards you know, and, and and even if it's not the whole society, it's enough to where even good people have to learn to accommodate for that. And the only way to accommodate for people acting like that is to act similar. You can't keep meeting behavior like that with kindness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody who's willing to just not pay the people who work for him, you can't just keep on, oh, well, maybe next time he'll, he'll be better about it. <laughs> you can't keep meeting them with that. That's hilarious. You know, you can't just keep forgiving them and saying, you know, well, hey, you know, when I become big and rich and famous, I want to be able to not pay people. So I guess I should be forgiving of him now, right? Like, hey, man, the Bible said turn the other cheek. You know what I'm saying? Nah, if those people want to get slapped on both cheeks, let them get nigga, slapped on both cheeks. I only cheeks. got two cheeks, bro. And you took half my cheeks. Pause. <laughs> you took half my cheeks. <laughs> if I ain't wanna... giving you the other half. You know, some people like getting beat up, man. Some people like giving their money away to people who don't respect them. Dude, that's the... Yeah, so... Needless to say, this Trump... This whole Trump indictment thing, I think, is going to be a huge debacle. Um, If he gets off, it's going to be a terrible precedent set. You're going to see huge amounts of retaliation from from the Republicans. For no reason, by the way. There's no reason they should be retaliating against a very, very openly valid investigation and prosecution. There's no reason they should, but they'll use it as an excuse to get what they want. They'll use it as an excuse to act like shitheads. And that's the fucked up part, you know? Like, if they want it to be a real opposition, there's so many things to complain about the Democrats for, but they don't actually want to complain about any of the real shit. they rather just fucking yuck it up and 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 manipulate people because that's far easier than making a substantive argument and then following through to change something and do something better. You know? So they never point out real issues because then that would imply that they should do something to fix them. They can talk about getting CRTs out of schools all they want. You want to know why? Cuz there's no fucking CRT in the schools. They can point now to the fact that there's no CRT in the schools and say, look at how successful we were at getting CRT out of the schools. Nailed it. Something that was never there, right? You know what I mean? Woo! 10 out of 10, Bullseye. 10 out of 10. Perfect performance. Triple S rank. Feel me. Full completion rewards. But no. You know, and 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 that's 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 the real issue I find with the indictment. But hopefully we'll see something of the uh of the courts that we that we weren't expecting. Unlikely. But yeah. 
Uh, moving on from that, here, we'll wrap up with this one because um, we're running long on time, but I definitely wanted to just touch up on some of the foreign affairs because shit is going kind of crazy right now between Russia and China because the Taiwanese um, uh, official came to America. China threatened, you know, there will be retaliation if she meets with um, Kevin McCarthy from the Senate. The Senate... Um, I want to say he's the majority leader leader of the of the house. Uh don't quote me. I'm not sure 100% of um but he's a very um high um congressman, high level congressman, Kevin McCarthy. Um they said that they were going to have reprisal if the Taiwanese uh uh um legislature meets with um meets with him and they met. And now this is at a time when China is supposed to be the number one peace broker in the Ukrainian conflict with Russia at a time when Russia is threatening, you know, escalation. They're doing tactical nuclear uh, 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 um, preparations, you know? And, and if you think that China is going to broker peace between Ukraine and Russia when they are threatening military responses in Taiwan, then I just don't think you understand the mindset of people who are willing to go to war. This is a very, very dangerous time in international affairs. China is not, is not talking about de-escalating with Russia behind the scenes. Because the norms that they set right now in these conflicts are going to set the stage for China's unification with Taiwan and Tibet and most of the islands in the South China Sea. You have to understand, these, China is not a peaceful nation. They are not like some gregarious financial uh, 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 benefactor going around the world saving poor nations. They have a very explicit agenda with unifying China or what they consider China. And they're using the world and the relations in the world to garner the support for their actions. And now that they, they have a partner in Russia that is willing to back them with huge imperial aggressions, it's very unlikely that anybody is going to piss off China and Russia simultaneously. That is a dangerous block. And India is very much—it's called BRICS nations. You know what I mean? You got Brazil, Russia, India, China— South Africa. Those nations comprise an economic block that will rival American uh, uh, hegemony around the world. And America has decided that they will meet that head-on with military might. It's been a very obvious projection of why they have inflated their military to the size that they have. And so China... And, and its other affiliated BRICS nations obviously are from are aware of that. And so they are fully aware that if they want to make this economic bloc prosperous, they're going to meet military conflict with America. And so 
the fact that there is such a heavy coalescing of 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 the agendas towards a war footing in this moment i find to be very very dangerous um and 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 so who knows how that's going to affect us i don't kn- know if anyone would be willing to attack america proper i don't know if anyone's particularly interested in a land war with america but this is the thing the american military has a relatively massive international footprint. And so it is very capable for America to wage full-scale war abroad, which would be a bad thing because it would cause the American people and their warlike culture to be okay with Congress signing war declarations because they are confident that they won't feel the pain. It's hard to get congressional war declarations when you're wantonly attacking people. That's why Obama did so much work at doing extrajudicial killings with drones and revolutionizing America's ability to circumvent Congress for warlike behavior. It's really hard to do that. It's really easy to get people to authorize things like Desert Storm, where you're just going to go bomb a bunch of people in a foreign country who have no capability of attacking you back. And, 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 and so really, you'll just be watching it like a sitcom on the television. It's a lot easier to convince people to, to authorize that kind of military uh, engagement than one that would require or, or would threaten landfall of, of of enemy troops on on american mainland so that is a very dangerous proposition that we have the american public fueling an international war engine that is going to war with essentially the other half of the world because russia india and china have significant populations and uh and if you add in in brazil and Brazil is particularly um, um, problematic for us because it's right here in our hemisphere, you know. And so um, we've 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 entered into a very dangerous phase, um, one that I think is coming more to towards something that is going to be a, a stage changer um, with what comes in the next few weeks with. Um, with with China, Russia, and their relations with the U.S. after Russia has declared its animosity towards the U.S. for funding Ukraine with so much uh, military assistance, and China with America openly consorting with Taiwan and Tibet and supporting their independence. That's that's. That's gonna. That's the fraught ground we need to be watching out for right now. But alrighty, I think that we've uh, we've done enough. So thank you again for joining us, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on Anchor.fm or on Patreon.com. You could also find us on social media on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast uh, and at Heron's Homies, and on Twitter at 
Kree underscore T and at home Heron. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. You know, remember guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.